on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop, we logo stuff. Also by Icon, empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. He's got the ball on the right wing to Justin Bean. Bean steps back, takes the long three, knocks it down. There you go. Justin Bean, baseline three, hits the three, and the Aggies lead five to three. Located down low, back to the basket against John. 10 seconds on the shot clock. Puts the left-hand hook shot up, no good. Bean is there for the rebound. Bean puts it back up and in. So Bean with five early points, and the Aggies take that two-point lead back, seven to five. Final in this one, Utah State gets the W, 83-74, to snapping their two-game losing skid and picking up their 13th win of the season. Aggies now sit at 13-5 and on the season and getting their 10th win in conference play, now sitting at 10-2. and uh, Utah State winning here at the Thomas & Mack for only the third time in school history, as this has not been a place that has been very kind for the Aggies, but finally able to break through with a win tonight. Thanks to Raleigh Wooster, who fooled around and nearly got himself a triple-double. 19 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, and uh, had 3 steals. So, ever so close for a triple-double. Namiya Shkeda does not get the double-double tonight. 13 points, 8 rebounds, did have 3 assists and 2 block shots. But your 5 players in double figures, we talk about Kata and Wooster. Uh, Brock Miller with 15 points, 3 of 5 from 3-point line. Hit 2 big free throws, had 2 rebounds, and 1 assist. Uh, Justin Bean with 13 points and nine rebounds. Again, just a rebound shy of a double-double for him, uh, but he ends up with uh, 13 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Just an all-around really good game for Justin Bean. Marco Anthony with 12 points, three of four from the three-point line, and uh, ends up with uh, 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Did have a couple turnovers down late. Uh, but uh, overall played a really good game. Sean Bairstow with three, Stephen Ashworth with three, and uh, Mar- Alfonso Anderson had five points uh, but did have a assist in this game and surprisingly not a rebound. He had been uh, playing uh, really aggressively in this game and had some really good moments, only played 12 minutes. Uh, Utah State really went heavy to the bench tonight. Uh, Brock Miller played 38 minutes. Raleigh Wooster played 38 minutes. Kata played 31 minutes. Justin Bean played 30 minutes. Marco Anthony with 29 minutes. And you could tell that this was a game that Utah State knew that, all right, well, after you know, after this game, uh, Utah State won't play until February 4th against Fresno State. And I think, and we'll ask Coach about this as well, but I kind of feel like that was kind of the vibe as if they were saying to themselves, hey, Look, let's uh, you know, let's ride with these starters here a bit and really try to make sure we come away with a W. Let's pause 10 seconds for local stations to identify themselves. Utah State gets the 83-74 victory, and you heard it all right here from Learfield IMG College. From the Carrier HVAC studio, this is KZNS FM Colville, KZNS AM Salt Lake City, 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Dominating rebounding performance for Utah State, 41-29. to Aggies with 13 offensive rebounds in this game. And you talk about points per possession, in which uh, Craig Smith talks about, according to the stats, Utah State had 69 possessions and scored 83 points off of those uh, 69 uh, possessions. Obviously, uh, second chance points, Utah State with 14 points in the paint. Aggies 32 points to UNLV's 20. 
And uh, points off turnovers, UNLV was able to uh, double up Utah State 18-6, to although Utah State turned the ball over 13 times, five in the first half, eight in the second half. Biggest number in this game, though, and we talked about it, hold that three-point shooting to about 9-10, and that's what UNLV ended up with, with 10 made threes in the night tonight. End up 35%, which is their average, but 7 of 15 in the first half and 3 of 13 in the second half. It's kind of a uh, certainly a tell of two halves for UNLV. For Utah State, 56% from the field in the second half and 60% from the three on 6 of 10 shooting. Take a break, come back. We'll continue on with your postgame show. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Marco Anthony on the right side, back to Bean. Bean with Wooster, swings it up top to Keita. Keita then hands back to Wooster, who drives, hoists up the mid-range jumper and knocks that shot down. There you go, Raleigh Wooster with the 15-foot jumper. And the Aggies with their largest lead in this one of 9-5. 19-13, six-point lead. Brock Miller, long straightaway three, buries it. Fun back and forth game between these two teams tonight. Utah State ends up pulling away, getting the 83-74 victory, not without a little bit of drama down the stretch, as seems to be the case as of late. Uh, but Utah State with uh, five players in double figures. We mentioned um, Brock Miller with 15. You heard him. And, uh, frankly, uh, those attempts probably need to go up. He's shooting this ball, shooting the ball extremely well. Uh, only uh, five three-point shot attempts. He's three of five. I think you probably need to bump him to seven, eight three-point attempts a game uh, with the way he's shooting the ball right now. But 15 points. Uh, two rebounds, one assist. Namiya Shkata with 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two block shots. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny when you have a disappointing night when it's only two block shots after having six the other night. Raleigh Wooster again uh, near triple-double, 19 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists, throwing three steals for him. Going across the board to UNLV, Wood with 11 points. He had uh, seven right out of the gate uh, on three of five shooting, two of three from three. Also had two rebounds, two steals. Um, two assists and a couple block shots as well. Played a really good, uh, really good player for UNLV. Bryce Hamilton, this is your shocker in this one. Hamilton leading scorer, averaging 20 a game. And uh, looking at last game for UNLV, he ended up with, uh, in that game, he had 14 points. Again, averaging 20 a game, only had two. One of 12 from the field, 0 for 5 from three. Did have seven rebounds and had three steals, but rough night shooting from uh, one of the better players in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Grill with eight points on two of nine, two of eight from three, five rebounds, two assists. And uh, uh, John with nine points, also seven rebounds, one assist, and one steal. He is a real big presence. I mean, look, he's he's right there with Namiya Shkata as one of, the biggest, uh, one of the best big men in the Mountain West Conference and alters so many shots at the rim. Uh, Jenkins played 33 minutes tonight. Nobody else played more than 11 for UNLV, but he went 33 minutes, 12 of 21, Five, or excuse me, had 33 points on the night. Sorry, played 34 minutes, uh, but had 33 points, 12 of 21 from the field, five of seven from three, four for five from the free throw line, and assist, and, or four assists and a rebound in there. He was really spectacular shooting the ball in this game. Uh, let's see, Blake with five points, and Tillis ended up with six points on the night. And again, we talk about the shooting discrepancies. Utah State, or excuse me, UNLV shot 44% from the field, but 46% from three in the first half. Second half, 42% from the field, so not a huge drop-off there, but only 23% from three on three of 13 shooting. UNLV pretty good from the free-throw line, 12 of 16. Utah State, 11 of 17 from the free-throw line. 
Uh, started the first half five of eight. Had some struggles down late, but made them when they counted down the stretch for uh, six of nine from the free throw line. So overall, not a great 64% uh, free throw shooting tonight. Uh, for Utah State, though, the number that Craig Smith always points to, 21 assists on 31 made buckets to go along with 41 rebounds, five steals, three block shots, and uh, turned the ball over 13 times tonight, uh, forcing 11 turnovers from UNLV. So the turnovers were uh, were a really big number in the first game between these two teams and, frankly, came back down to earth a little bit here in the second. But Utah State, again, one of the things that I'm sure Craig Smith will talk about uh, when we have a chance to chat with him, he'll talk about those uh, issues from the uh, from the turnovers, not the amount of turnovers, but the time they had them, um, they were some critical critical turnovers down the stretch, and frankly, could have made this game really scary had UNLV been able to make a couple of those threes and a couple of those shot attempts late. I mean, there was plenty of opportunities for UNLV to uh, put a Boise State kind of scare into Utah State from last year had they been able to knock down a couple of those late buckets. So plenty of stuff to work on, and I'm sure we'll hear about that as well with Utah State getting the W in this one, 83-74. Raleigh Wooster uh, coming out to join us, and we'll chat with him after a big night uh, for him as Utah State gets it done. Again, final score in this one, 83-74, to and the Aggies pick up their 13th win of the season and their 10th win in conference play as uh, the Aggies get it done on this one. Go ahead and have a seat there, and let's talk about this thing. Um, Raleigh Wooster is kind enough to join us. Have you seen the stat line yet? Uh, yeah, my teammates have been talking about it for sure. <laughs> so close. Did you know you were kind of close to it? Uh, yeah, they said something, but uh, it was still a tight game to the end, so I yeah. was just really locked in, you know, and just focused on the team win. Not uh, not trying to chase anything, but no. uh, but I, I honestly, the comparisons from game one to game two, the offense was so efficient, especially in the end of the first half, into the second half. What was it that led you guys to be uh, so good offensively, especially there in the second half? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, was just our ball movement. I think we moved the ball really well as a team, uh, made the extra pass and didn't over-dribble. And then I think also getting the ball to Nimi inside uh, definitely didn't do that enough the first game. Um, and he's a great talent and player, so he helps our flow really well, uh, can finish, kick out, make plays for everybody. So that really helped us. seemed like you guys were in a really good place coming into this game. Sometimes I, I know it – it, it, it can be rough in the locker room, losing two in a row, but it seems like you guys came out and you were, had plenty of confidence, and, and it showed right from the start. Yeah, I think I uh, just got to bounce back, you know, from the loss uh, earlier this week. Uh, I just think the biggest thing, you know, is coming in with that mindset every game where everyone's got energy and we're all locked in uh, for the whole 40 minutes, and I think that was the biggest thing tonight for us. Physical game out there, too, tonight. I mean, not a lot of fouls. I mean, you guys seem to get called for fouls a lot more than UNLV did, but but it seemed like they were really physical, and you guys answered the bell there. Yeah, for sure. That was a big key, you know, uh, being ball tough, uh, using our pivots, being strong, playing strong, uh, just taking care of the ball uh, and limiting our turnovers as a team. Did Was there ever a nervous moment coming down the stretch in that game? Because there, there were some miscues down the stretch, but it still seems like you guys held your composure. Yeah, uh, obviously we don't like the miscues. we got to clean up some of that sloppy stuff. But I just think as a team, you know, uh, I always have faith in our guys, and uh, no matter what goes wrong, uh, it's just next play on to the next play and just keep fighting. How do you pick and choose your moments? Because there's moments where I can tell, like, you know, there's going to be an opportunity. You had a great layup here where John got caught out of position. You realize you had an opportunity. You laid it up and in. And then there's other moments where you realize, you know what, I'm going to make the extra pass and get the assist. How do you, you kind of work between that fine line between the two? Um, honestly, I try not to think. You know, I think when I – uh, or any player, when you go out yeah. and think too much and overthink it, that's when you have turnovers and you're playing timid. 
Um, I just went out there and played my game. You know, I always find the open guy. We got a lot of guys that can do things on our team. Um, and I just pick my moments that come naturally to me throughout the game. What's this freshman year been like for you? It's been super fun, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's obviously been different with COVID, uh, but I haven't really experienced anything else because this is my first year, so it's been great for me. It's been a really fun journey. I mean, there's not a lot of times true freshmen get thrown to the wolves like this, um, but, but you've handled it and you handled it well. Is that kind of your upbringing? Where does that come from? Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, just having confidence in myself, um, first off, and then to have my family, friends, and coaches and teammates, everyone backing me, having confidence in me, uh, building me up every day, constructive criticism, all that really helps me uh, to just play my game out there. Are they playing high school ball in Montana? How's the alma mater doing? Uh, yeah, they're doing pretty good. They've had, uh, I can't remember if it's only one loss or a couple, but they started off really good. Um, I haven't heard a lot, but I've been keeping in touch and on Twitter and stuff, yeah. social media. So, yeah, excited for those guys for sure. Uh, another road trip to Fresno. Uh, when you play essentially these two weeks on the road, you've done it earlier in the season. You had two weeks at home, then two weeks on the road. Uh, do you like that, or would you rather kind of mix in a little bit more home and ro or home games in there? Uh, I can't say, honestly, because I haven't obviously my yeah, first year. Yep. But uh, some, I think sometimes it can be uh, grueling, long, feel long, like we're on the road a lot. But um, I just think, you know, always bringing a positive attitude every day, taking care of our bodies, getting the right sleep and stuff really helps uh, deal with all that stuff. Well, appreciate it. Heck of a game tonight. Congratulations. There's going to be a triple-double sooner or later. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. But, hey, thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, we really thank appreciate, you. It. appreciate it. That's Raleigh Wooster as Utah State gets it done tonight. Final score, 83-74. Aggies get that 13th win of the season right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Pump fakes the three, takes three steps inside the line, takes the jumper and misses it. Bean tries to keep it alive. Tata can, and the ball still in Ashworth's hand. Baseline three, it's up, and it's good. Steven Ashworth buries the three. Aggies take the lead back, 23-22. Kata hands to Bean. Aggies trail by one, 24-23. Down low to Kata, alley-oop. Steven Ashworth finds him, and Kata throws down the two-handed stuffer. Brock outside that line, works it to Wooster. Wooster down low to Kata, great ball movement. And... Kata gets the layup up and in, and the Aggies lead by three, 29-26. That is the ball movement Craig Smith's been preaching for as the Aggies got the open look, and Kata gets the bucket. Tries to drive, attacks the rim, blocked by Kata, and the rebound pulled down by Wooster. Justin Bean crosses over, hands to Brock. Brock's floater in the lane is good, and the Aggies up by 10. Wooster to Miller, launches the three, and knocks down the three. More of those, please. Brock Miller hits the three, Aggies back up by 11, 56-45, 12-12, left to go in the game. To Hamilton on the left side, gets around Anthony, tries to spin around him, finally takes a jumper and Anthony blocks it. Anthony right in his back pocket the entire time. Wooster layup up and in, in transition. Anthony the block, Anthony the assist, Wooster the layup, Aggies push the lead right back to 12, 51-39 on a 5-0 run of their own. Hands over to Anthony. Anthony crossing the timeline, back to Wooster. Wooster launches a quick three and knocks it down. Holy smokes, Raleigh Wooster. Early three in offense, hits it, and the Aggies with their largest lead of 13, 70 to 57. E374, the final in this one. Utah State gets the nine-point victory, snapping that two-game losing skid and getting set for two games coming up against uh, Fresno next week. Uh, as Utah State will stay on the road, they'll play there February 4th and February 6th uh, before a couple of games against Wyoming and then, of course, two big matchups.
coming against Boise State on February 18th and 20th. Taking you around the Mountain West Conference, uh, that was a huge game for Colorado State. They got the win against uh, against Boise State, so the Broncos now have their first conference loss of the season. Colorado State with only two losses, and uh, so yeah, you're looking at uh, kind of a logjam with Utah State and Colorado State with two losses in conference play. Boise State with just one, and San Diego State back with three losses. Uh, UNLV now with just three losses, but they've only played six games, so because of the COVID issues that they've been dealing with, they've been kind of out of commission for a little bit. So, uh, again, kind of an interesting logjam up top in the Mountain West Conference, uh, and it's going to be fun. So Utah State doesn't have UNLV anymore. They don't have Colorado State anymore. Uh, they do have two huge games against Boise State. Those two big wins against San Diego State obviously looming large at this point. So that is, uh, that's going to be absolutely critical for Utah State going forward uh, to try to go to Boise and uh, pick up uh, at least one win up there, if not a couple wins, to try to solidify some positioning for the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which will be back here in Las Vegas coming up here, we believe, uh, next month or coming up in uh, early March. Again, there's still some conversations to what the Mountain West Conference is going to look like, the tournament is going to look like, and uh, I think uh, your athletic directors and such are still working through some of the details on that one. So Utah State gets it done tonight. Big win tonight for the Aggies, 83-74. Uh, uh, rebounding edge was critical, 41 to 29. Offensive rebounding, uh, Utah State had a 13 to 8 advantage. Defensive rebounding, 28 to 21. The Aggies assisted on 21 of their 31 made buckets. Uh, let's see here, uh, blocks in this game. ULV actually with one more block than Utah State. Um, second chance points were critical for Utah State, 14 to 10. Utah State with an advantage out uh, there. And uh, points off turnovers. UNLV, even though the turnovers fairly similar, UNLV actually doubled up Utah State 16 to 8. Uh, steals, UNLV with 6, Utah State with 5. And uh, we mentioned the blocks as well. Aggie shooting for the night, uh, 50% from the field, 31 of 62, and 52% from 3, 10 of 19 from beyond the three point line. And from the free throw line, 11 of 17. And uh, overall, it was, you know, one of those nights that Utah State needed to have. They got, and now it's time to, uh, this team's trying to find a way to move forward and get back into the right side with a couple of big games coming up against Fresno next week. So we mentioned, going back to the, uh, I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the whole schedule here. Let me look at this. I want to kind of break down this while we're waiting for Coach Craig Smith. I want to um, kind of go over some of the, uh, that Boise State game, which was, Really important for a lot of teams around the Mountain West Conference. You had people in Logan cheering for Colorado State. You had people in San Diego certainly cheering for Colorado State. Um, it was uh, it was an important game, and Colorado State at one point led by 15 at half, 40 to 25, and then Boise State was able to make things interesting. I believe they cut the lead all the way down to three before Colorado State was able to pull away late and ended up winning that game, 78 to 56. David Roddy had 27 points and 15 rebounds, so big night for him, certainly. And then uh, you got Derek Alston for Boise State, who ended up with 20 points and uh, two rebounds and one assist. So that was certainly a big night for the uh, for Colorado State and then a big night for everybody else around the conference. Your other games in Mountain West Conference play, Wyoming uh, got the win against San Diego State, or excuse me, Wyoming will play San Diego State. Aztecs a 16-point favorite going into that game. Uh, Air Force... Uh, we'll take on San Jose State coming up tomorrow. That game will start at about uh, 7.30 Mountain Time. And then your nightcap, 
Fresno State is playing New Mexico. Good news for the Lobos, though. They actually get to play in the pit now. Uh, New Mexico's kind of lightened up some of the restrictions. So New Mexico able to practice and able to play in the pit, although they'll be at Fresno State. The Bulldogs only 5-6 and six on the year and 3-6 and six in Mountain West Conference play, although they are a six-and-a-half-point favorite going into that game tomorrow. All right, take another break, come back, and hopefully we'll be able to hear from Craig Smith. Coming up next, you're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG. All right, final tonight, Utah State gets it done, 83-74 over UNLV. Gets a big W tonight as Utah State snaps that two-game losing skid and now uh, has a few days off before squaring off against Fresno coming up next week. All right, um, there is a, you brought up a number, and we've talked about this in the pregame. You want one point per possession. You had 69 possessions tonight, 83 points. You'll take that. Yeah, that's really good. It's um, When you do that, uh, the way we typically guard, it's hard to – hard. I mean – most of the times we're going to come out in the good the good side of it. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny because it's a bit of an anomaly. Our last two games, um, Colorado State, when we lost, and they're a good team, as showed tonight by their win, but we had a one point of possession that night. And now we turned it over too much, but rarely, I, mean, I don't think I can count on more than one hand how many times we've lost the game when we've scored a point of possession. Then you flip it to the first UNLV game, where we held them to, I believe it was like .6 or something like that per yeah. possession. But, I mean, you almost have to try to be that bad on offense like we were that night. And part of that's UNLV, but, you know, when you watch the film, just the sloppy turnovers and our soft finishes at the rim, and it was just like, what is going on? And it was, you know, we showed our guys every one of those turnovers, showed our guys every one of those missed layups in succession. And it was a, a bit of a piece of humble pie. And so I, I give our guys a lot of credit. I think we all looked in the mirror. We had a really good look to us. We had a very good practice yesterday where we didn't have the we did not have the loser's limp, yeah. which you, you can get that sometimes when things don't go well or your body's tired and 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 all that stuff. But proud of our guys the way we responded. I thought our veterans were really good tonight. And obviously we shortened the bench in the specifically in the second half, not the first half. We played guys kind of like we did. Sean Barrisso got a big run. Uh, with Marco Anthony being out, we put in Shuga for a little bit, uh, and he had typical freshman jitters. He hasn't played a whole lot, and that's hard to do at this time of year. But um, what a balanced attack! I mean, Raleigh has uh, 19 points, Bean 13, Nimi 13, Brock with 15, and Marco with 12. And um, Raleigh fooled around with a triple double. I know. I I, uh, I I talked to him after, and here's how Raleigh is. You know, he got he had that rebound down there. I think it was a jump ball. And he apologized to me right at the end of the game. Apologized. Coach, that's my fault. I should have just chinned that thing. I don't know what happened. And that's what he was thinking about. Yeah. But um, we get in the locker room, and I told um, our staff, I was like, man, Raleigh was so good tonight. And uh, Steve Grabowski, our director of ops, says, well, yeah, Coach, he had 19-9-9. And, and I looked at him like, are you kidding me? Like I had no – no, I mean, I knew he had a great game. Yeah. I knew he had yeah. a ton of rebounds. Um, but he just had a great look to him today and really played um, the way we need him to play, you yeah. know, where he's was looking more to score without being selfish, obviously, with nine assists. And we need him to be more than just a mover of the ball. And Ashworth is the same way. Like, we, those guys can score the ball, yeah. and we've seen that um, at various times through the year. And then the other part of it is obviously being able to hold them to 42%, did an unbelievable job on Hamilton, holding him one for 12. Jenkins really got going, and, and he, he's like the microwave. He can get going quickly. Um, 
but then the 21 assists, the 13 turnovers. Uh, and that's a little – I mean, obviously we need to be better late in the game, you know, with the turnovers. Brock had a couple, and we kind of yeah. let him into – but uh, I thought that was the big key is we really valued every possessions and made great decisions, and we shoot 60 um, – these scores, these new score sheets. I know. Nuts, but yeah, I'm we with shoot 56.7% in the second half. And so when we share it like that, we're a very good offensive team. Well, I just thought that um, – there was a few possessions, especially late in the second half when you push the lead out, or late in the first half, where I'm like, that's the offense that's clicking. I mean, that the ball movement was great, and it's like, okay, that's what Coach has been clamoring for. Yeah, it just, you know, there's so many things that go into it. Um, one is our style, and like we tell our guys all the time, with more freedom, so freedom, when you have free, a lot of freedom that we give our team on offense, you have more responsibility to make the right play. And you got to understand who you are as a player and what we're trying to do. And, and sometimes it's always interesting. You know, sometimes when you have success, um, it's the disease of more. You want more. Um, now, it's good if the team wants that, but sometimes individually you start thinking like, oh, we got it going. Now I can take this shot. I can maybe get to, oh, we're up 12. Maybe I can take this shot, you know, or, or – but then you start – you lose a couple games. Or when we started out one and three, you're just fighting for your life. Yeah. You're, like, fighting for survival. And so you, when you're fighting for survival, you're really depending on each other. And then sometimes – and it's just a tricky deal. You're dealing with 18 to 24-year-olds and, and a lot of newness to it, even though now we're – our next game's in February, which is crazy. But uh, I was really proud. Kept the game simple tonight and really played for each other and had a very determined look. Um, to us all night do you do you tighten up that bench in the second half knowing that you got a week off before your next that game? was part of it I, it certainly wasn't my plan um you know the first half obviously with marco having the foul issues and bear got a big run there um steven kind of struggled a little bit the last couple games we believe in steven but you know maybe it's a uh, not that he played bad but you know our our veteran guys there's something to, to being a vet brock miller's been through this now yeah kate has been through this bean has been through this Marco, not as much, but he was – I mean, he sat for a long time in that first half. Raleigh just had a great look to him, and it wasn't a speedster game. It wasn't like it was crazy up and down. There was a lot of longer possessions. But then it just got to – you know, I think Brock had a heck of a defensive game tonight again. You know, he held um, um, Caleb Grill two for nine, and I know for sure he made one of those two threes when Brock was out. Yeah, yep. And so it's just, you know – we knew we had the week off, and so that did enter my mind. It's like, let's just ride these guys out because I'm pretty confident we'll find a way to win doing so. I'm trying to not get you into trouble here, so i got to be really careful. Because uh, <clears throat> I talk a lot? And no, 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 because I, I, just don't, I just don't want anything to get back to the league office. But oh. some of those fouls on three-point shots didn't quite seem right. Well, Maybe we should just end it there. Yeah. No, you know what? Here's what I was at. One of the officials – um, and it, it, it doesn't make it any better because now he did miss. <laughs> What's funny, on two of the calls on threes that we fouled, the first one, Marco, when Caleb Grill was going laterally yeah. to his right at the end of the clock, it's not like it was a like a north and south. He was going laterally. Yeah, yes. And that's what I said. To the, and Mar Marco is so explosive. Like, it's, it's crazy, his two-footer pop. And so that was, you know, it is what it is. Um, the 
the one on Fonz I thought was legit. It was it was it was weird, but he did land in his I'm with you on that. in his cylinder, so to speak. And then the other one, the official that made the call, he apologized. Like he goes, Hey, and that was one of the things we told the officials before the game. Watch the there's a, I won't say who, but the he loves the leg kick. Um, and that's what happened. And they actually looked at it and he apologized. And so, you know, at least you can <laughs> you're still PO'd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes it, it takes a real man to admit when you're wrong, and and he admitted it. So, but it's still frustrating because it's a foul. It's th- two points because he missed one of the two, three free yeah. throws. But those things happen sometimes. We got to be better with that. They exposed us some, with some screen roll coverages, um, but we self corrected and really took that stuff away the last 25 minutes or so of the game. You played. Uh, you know, you look at the uh, San Diego, or excuse me, the uh, Colorado State games and the UNLV games. You've played essentially four games in a week from the 20th to the 27th. Uh, what's your plan over the next uh, week or so to try to maybe get these guys a little bit of a break? Yeah, Scotty, we need it. Um, and I never bring that. There's never going to be an excuse. No. Coming out of, no, I know that. And no. I know you're not alluding to that. But, um, I, you know, some of these co- – there's always – this year more than ever, there's going to be inequities in scheduling. And that's just how it is. And when you play San Diego State back-to-back – what well, you know two games in three days and then Colorado State two games in three days and you play those two teams four times in eight days and then we took that one day off and oh my goodness it, it was like so much needed but we need a couple of days off uh, both mentally to get ready for this home stretch with now now we got an even schedule it's Thursday Saturday thir- I think I think it's Thursday Saturday Thursday Saturday Thursday Saturday maybe it's Wednesday Friday but, but now we got consistency um, and then we we're physically we got some guys that are pretty beat up, so it'll be good. I, I obviously we'll be off tomorrow, um, and honestly we'll probably I haven't totally decided, but we're probably gonna take Friday off. It's amazing when you take those back to back days off how much more your body yeah. recovers, and um, we'll probably have a group of guys that come in on Friday that haven't played a lot that need to stay sharp. They need reps. They need the physical contact. So um, I'll really look at that. But some of these guys that are getting heavy minutes uh, could use a couple of days yeah. off physically and mentally, and then we'll be ready to go and back on the road to Fresno um, next week. Well, I'm giving you four days off till a coaches show. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. I was yeah. like, a week without so I didn't a coaches show. It was, uh, I was thinking it probably was going to be tomorrow. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not complaining. No, I'm, I'm actually really fired actually. up to. Uh, 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 I mean, I I'm love excited o- to have a day off. I, I'll be honest. Losing that first, we hadn't lost the first game, right, of a road trip. Yeah. Well, of any of any of the series until until Monday. I can't believe it's Wednesday today. Like I literally can't believe it's Wednesday yeah. today. But um, so when you lose that first game, I mean, it felt like we were here for a week. Yeah. I no, mean, I it agree just felt like we were here forever. Um, but our guys did a heck of a job. I thought we had a great practice, like I said earlier, a great practice and responded in a good way. And our veteran guys got to be veterans because these young guys, it's all like this. I mean, they've never walked in here. And You walk into this arena, it's an NBA arena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we haven't played in an NBA, you know, the the, the MT in Sioux Falls, um, like a 2,600 or 3,600 square uh, seat venue. Yeah. Right? Our arena's big at 12,000, but it's not. It's just different than yeah. here. Air Force, obviously, Lubbock Christian, so different. And I think it took us a little bit, to be honest, to 
I mean, it's still 10 feet. We all get that, yeah. but it was different in here. And, and it felt weird. Like the other, this, you know, you haven't played a road game in front of fans. And it and it and it felt different not having fans here as opposed yeah. to maybe the first three places you've been to. Yeah, I mean it's just it's I mean you're just looking around and it's just it's a massive and not yeah. one person yeah. in the in the gym. I think they opened it up to fifty people tonight. Oh yeah, I noticed 50. there were a few more there. Yeah, yeah. fifty. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would come up with fifty. What kind of lottery is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's coach, crazy. I appreciate it, man. Thanks yeah, so I gotta much. I got to tell you too. I got, I'm so fired up not to get on the personal stuff, but my ninth grader Carson played. He addressed like three games in a row, but he, uh, my wife sent me the text before the game. His first shot of his varsity career, he drilled a 3 to Nice. So I was fired up, man. Let's go. That is awesome. Yeah, I was fired up about it. It was a good day for the Aggies. There you go. Let's go. Si- sign him up. Let's go. Sign him up. He's got some work to do. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations. Hey, thank you, Scotty. Go Aggies. My man. Thanks, Utah brother. State gets it done tonight. Final in this one. The Aggies get the W, 83-74. Hey, remember, um, Discount Tire locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tire offices services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. By the way, big thanks to Eric back in studio for making it happen. Thanks for listening. Back with you next week. Utah State gets it done here in Las Vegas. Only the third ever win in this building by a Utah State team from Learfield IMG College.